You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules information and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. I don't, I don't know, is it? Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a new year. Welcome to another edition of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network for this Sunday, January 2nd of 2022. From the com studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And over there... In the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens, and a and a happy New Year to everybody. Let's uh, let's trust that that this one is better than the last couple. Uh, young Mister Shannon, how are you today? Oh, yes, I. I'm doing my best classic lurch. <laughs> right now. I, I normally ask that question simply because it's the thing to do on a show like this. Uh, but today it's out of true concern. Mr. Shannon had a had an interesting weekend. Uh, but you're feeling you're he's feeling let me put it this way. He he, he he put on his big girl panties and he's here to do the show. By all rights he should be in bed. Uh, if, I was good en- if I was good enough to be kicked out of the hospital, I'm good enough to. to a boy. And I actually, uh, I actually had to. Uh, after I got out of the hospital yesterday, I went to Walmart, uh, got some medications, and got a couple of items and whatnot, a couple of necessities. So I'm, uh, I'm. I guess you could say I'm feeling fair to horseshit. <laughs> Okay. How uh well, I, I I know how you spent your New Year's Eve. Why don't you I'll ask the question anyway. How was your New Year's Eve? No, for the first time in my life I spent my New Year's Eve in a hospital bed. No, no, you don't say. I was able to I took a nap early that day so I could at least watch the ball drop. Uh-huh. And uh how'd that work out for so, you? It worked. I was able to. Uh, I was able to send a couple Happy New Years out to some of uh, people I know, uh, uh, to you and yes. a couple other Twitter friends uh, that are on the uh, eastern part of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could I had to tap out after that though. 
I didn't I didn't make it for the uh, Central Time Zone. But you did make it for the Eastern Time Zone, which is let's face it, that's the most important time zone in the country. We all hey, agree on that. Watch, got to watch the ball drop. I got to watch Andy Cohen go into a complete high about de blasio mayor de blasio i saw that online uh yesterday holy smokes and they got rid of kathy griffin <clears throat> excuse me well good i'm uh we're, we're glad to see that you made it through the new year uh by the of skin of my teeth by the skin of your teeth and uh of course we lost betty white on friday uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more, and and yeah, and, and and we'll get into that. I don't want to. I don't want to ignore it. Uh, we lost John Madden. We're going to talk about him. Uh, Senator Harry Reid. It's it's a rough week. That was you know that was your big three, and uh, that was unfortunate. But before we get going on anything else, what do you say we uh, we take care of a little business here, John? Oh, must we? We must. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Happy New Year. It ain't 2021 anymore. Uber closed the week at 41.93, down a dollar 98. Lyft closed the week at 42.73, down a dollar 45. Yippee! What a way to start the new year. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Why, boy? I, I usually I go, usually I go long. That was unusual. Uh, so yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> So, so we lost, I mean, I'd, I'd been making jokes about it for a long time now. Anytime a celebrity would pass, especially, a, you know, a, 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 an older one, I would make the joke, you know, somebody, somebody, checking on Betty, somebody White. Check Betty White, yeah, our national treasure. And so, and of course on Twitter, every time you would see her name trending, you're thinking, oh my goodness. It got to the point that in the past couple of months, if she was trending, Twitter would put a little notice on there. Betty White is trending because, you know, not that she died. And son of a gun, I mean, her birthday is uh, January 17th. It's only three weeks from now, her 100th birthday. I personally believe what with leap years and all the extra stuff she's done, she more than accomplished. She hit her 100 and then some. So, as far as I'm concerned, she made it to the century mark. But, I, I mean, if you've watched any kind of news program at all the past few days, and to see the obituaries and people talking about Betty White, you go online, I dare you, I defy you to find somebody who has ever said one bad thing about Betty White. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's so funny, um, and I was going to put this up, too, <clears throat> So somebody circulated a meme of Betty White with a, uh, next to a box of Legos. Mm -hmm. And the meme says, Betty White realizing this is the last year she can play for, with Legos. That's right. Apparently the age range is from 4 to 99. <laughs> that is right. So here's an interesting fact that I've mentioned before here. Uh, Betty White was actually older than sliced bread. Than manufactured yeah. sliced bread. So you got to wonder, before sliced bread came around, did people say, you know, well, it's the greatest thing since Betty White? 
Yeah. <laughs> we have a little, like, there were a lot of things we could have done to honor Betty White. And before I get off on this tangent, I just want everybody to know, at the top of the hour, of hour two, and normally I don't give away what we're going to play, I like it to be a little bit of a surprise, but... Uh, Back in 2010, Betty White hosted Saturday Night Live, and it was a fantastic show. Uh, I We're going to play her monologue from that. It's funny. Oh, it is so funny. NBC did the right thing last night. They they rebroadcast that that episode, and I watched it, and it was just, just hilarious. She is... The woman was game for anything. She was just up for... At the time, she was 88 and a half years old. Which she didn't fail to mention. She, but what was great about that episode is that a lot of the women of of the cast uh, who were no longer with the show came back for that episode. Tina Fey, Anna Gasteyer, uh, uh, Rachel Dratch, just just a, a a lot of them to help Betty out. And there's a couple of great sketches. And Betty White always had that great deadpan delivery. She could just. You, you kind of knew something was coming, but she could always surprise you with it. And of course, you know, she did the uh, uh, the Golden Girls and Mary Tyler Moore. She had her own sitcoms back in the day. Uh, she had a sitcom, in that, a live sitcom in 1952, uh, Life with Elizabeth. And uh, she I won't. That she put in like five hours a day. Or it was an X amount of hours a day, five days a week doing that uh, sitcom as memory serves live. No yes, yeah, and and it's funny. It's something that she mentions during the uh, during the monologue on on SNL. She says, "Yeah, sure, we did it live because we didn't know how to put it on tape. I don't know what what this show's excuse is." <laughs> Listen, but, we've had a lot of death and destruction and. Uh, Sad things happen over the last week. I want to break in, totally unrelated, with some very good news. Okay. It is trending on Twitter like wildfire, but Marjorie Taylor Greene's Twitter oh. account has been suspended. Permanently, yes. And we will get to that. We're going to get to that. But right now, I want to... I want Okay. Well, I want to set your girlfriend aside because we're talking about a much nicer okay. lady here. Oh, so Absolutely. But I didn't know if you knew that. No, I did actually. I did. I was going to mention it. I just saw it before we before we went live. Okay. So, as a tribute, look, Betty White's being paid tribute all over the place, and deservedly so. Queen of the game shows. I mean, you know, thank goodness for her. She's now not only with her Golden Girls pals, but with her the love of her life, Alan Ludden. Alan Ludden, yes. Yep. So, a few years back. Uh, I was watching the Super Bowl and and this spot came on and I've never not laughed at it. Enjoy. Mike, come on! Mike, what is your deal, oh, man? come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby! Oh, Eat a Snickers. Better? Better. Hey! I'm up there! That hurt. <laughs> now, 
that's not what now you got. I remember. <laughs> and by the way, for the for, for the folks listening on audio only, that that was the great Snickers commercial. <laughs> they're playing. They're playing football. Betty White's running around out there, and at the end, Ava Goda gets sacked. Ava Goda was about 180 years old at the time. Oh, that hurt. I actually met Abe Vergoda. What a, he was a nice Did you guy. now? He seemed like a nice yes. guy. Yes. yes Sally. Uh, Sally, how about for old time's sake? <laughs> no, Tom, how about for old time's sake? Can't do it, Sally. Uh, Godfather, too. You. So anyway, so... <laughs> That brought back a fond memory. So, so that's Betty White. Uh, you know, look, she did a whole lot more. And there's certainly this little dark corner of the interweb. We'll never be able to pay full justice to everything she was and everything she did. And uh, just go out there on YouTube and type in Betty White and just have a grand old time. I did that the other day. I just watched Betty, Betty White stuff for... For about an hour sure. or so, and uh, and especially as she as she got older, because to hear some of the stuff coming out of her mouth, coming out of that sweet little you know puff of cotton on her head, and you know she was clearly shrinking as she got older. <laughs> but she was she always seemed game to do anything. You can find her in rap videos. You can find uh, just all sorts of stuff. And 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 you know what? I'm I am truly envious of her and the people on the other side now because they get her. They get her now, and uh, you know I, I I I've always enjoyed her. Look, what how how much of this planet right now for the first time is is living in a world without Betty White? I know. I mean, most of the population. Uh, that's uh, she. She's going to live on for a while, you know. That, oh that no, one, no question. Society's not going to let go of that anytime soon. No, yeah, yeah. No. So also on on Tuesday we lost, uh, of course, John Madden and Senator Harry Reid. Uh, let's talk about Harry Reid briefly, John. You were saying earlier before we came on that you were living out in Nevada mm -hmm. when he was senator yeah, there. He's a U.S. senator, so uh, uh, how much time he actually spent in Nevada, well, that's arguable at best. But uh, no, he was, uh, Reed was my uh, senator in uh, from Nevada for, out there for five years he was there for all five of them, so. okay and and i don't claim to know a lot about him and you know look he was in the look he lived a long rich life and uh hopefully he went peacefully quietly and uh he's where he needs to be right now yeah. and then and then of course there was mr tough acting ten acting himself john madden uh Excuse me. A lot of... Oh, that was a tough one. I forgot to hit the mute button there. Yeah. My apologies. My apologies. John Madden... Radio. <laughs> John Madden, uh, there are people that... Some people only know him for the video game. Some people 
only know him from when he was doing a football broadcast with Pat Summerall and then Al Michaels. And then, of course, there are those of us old enough to remember when he actually was a football coach. Uh, yeah. For the Oakland Raiders. Uh, he coached the Raiders team that beat my Vikings. In there you go. That was, a, that was a tough team back in the day. Uh, you know, he was only a head coach for 10 years. Yeah. It was yeah. it was only ten years, and a night he he got the job in nineteen sixty nine. Uh, retired from coaching in nineteen seventy nine. Went right into the booth. Well, however, they transitioned that, and of course, in in short time, he landed with Pat Summerall, and they were together. I believe it was twenty one years. As a uh, did you watch the the show on uh, on Fox? No, uh, no, I did not. I uh, I'll see it eventually. But yeah, make no mistake about it, kids and kittens. That show on Christmas Day was was scheduled before. They've been pr- promoing that for months. Yeah, for months. It was just a sad coincidence that Mister Madden passed away when he did. Uh, actually, it's similar with Betty White. Her birthday. Uh, There's supposed to be a documentary that was going to play in movie theaters for one day. People magazine had a you know big cover and all that. All this is pre-planned. Of course, now they'll have to change things up. And uh, I saw one thing online uh, doing top twenty Betty White quotes, and they said, "Look, we were going to do this on her birthday, but you know we're putting it out now uh, in light of her passing." So anyway, yeah. So Madden Madden hits the booth and just becomes a phenomenon. Uh, if you're old enough to remember him doing the games with the Telestrator and and, and all that, uh, after you know, it, he just was who he was. Uh, of course, if you've ever heard the word turducken, <laughs> you can. Th- and actually, Madden didn't come up with it. He and, and he freely admitted he never came up with it. It, he was, had, it was from some kitchen in New Orleans. This, yes. Uh, Yes, but he made it popular. And then there was the Madden Cruiser. Uh, John Madden famously did not like to fly. Now, when he was a coach, he had to fly. He did. There was no. There was yeah. no choice. Uh, he had to fly with the team, and apparently, he hated it. So, so once he got to got to doing TV, he would have. The Madden Cruiser, which would be a custom bus. Now, over the years, there were different sponsors to it. One thing you folks may or may not know uh, is that for a while, it was actually a Greyhound bus. Right. But with an actual Greyhound, a couple of Greyhound drivers. I got to meet one of the guys once in my brief tenure with Greyhound. And, and, uh, you know, so they would swap off and and all that. They said Madden was just just a sweetheart. Just a sweetheart. You know, would talk to anybody. They'd stop at a rest area, you know. And uh, so we, we dug around. And, and, of course, there's a lot, again, with John Madden, there's a lot of tributes going on. And, again, our little corner of the interweb here, we're doing our little thing. So we, we, we went through our archives and... Uh, we found John Madden's very first light beer commercial. Now, let me tell you, as a side note, what a day I had going through the middle of light commercials. 
<laughs> because made you want to start drinking again. Well, there's that. But they were just so funny. And you forgot and so many, how how many people they had in these things. And and it was just you know, one of the best was the uh they did a the first first light beer softball game. And you know, two teams great taste great. That's that's the one. And uh they bring in Rodney. The one team is leading fifteen nothing. They bring in Rodney Dangerfield as the relief pitcher. <laughs> it's just if you really want to if you want to kill if you got some time to kill uh, I can think of much worse ways to kill a couple hours than the going on YouTube typing in Miller Lite commercials and just spending a day now you may or may not know a lot of the people involved in these commercials but uh, trust me they were all noteworthy You'll see in a lot of the early ones, the first couple of years, you'll see a bald-headed guy who keeps, his only line is, I still don't know why they asked me to be in this commercial. Jesus. That's Marvelous Marv Thornberry. Just a sad, sad kind of guy. He played with the 62 Mets. and uh, Oh, okay. oh he was, he's a very sad, sad kind of guy. Nice guy. And uh, you, you look him up, and you, again, it's a barrel laughs. So we're going to play here. This was John Madden's very first light beer commercial. This was 1980. Uh, we apologize for the quality, but it was the best one we could find. We cleaned it up as best we could. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Excuse me. I'm not the same crazy coach who used to storm around the sidelines yelling at the officials. I've learned to relax. And I drank light beer from Miller. Do you know that light's got a third less calories than a regular beer? And listen to this. Light doesn't fill me up. Besides that, light tastes fantastic. Oh, sure, there are a lot of other beers around, and you can drink any one you want. But let me tell you this. For light beer from Miller. I Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. As I was saying, I don't care what anybody else... And there you go. If you're watching on the video, we uh, yes, we made a slight adjustment at the end of the video. And uh, if you want to know what I'm talking about, just uh, just dig up the video. Uh, it's available on the app, Radio TFI app. Caught John completely by surprise, didn't it, John? Yes, it did. <laughs> I wish we. You're right. I wish you would have sat on that. Yeah, I should have uh, until uh, until showtime. But oh no, that was. Uh, those light beer commercials were were a hoot. I mean, uh, you figure there was uh, John Madden was one of the more notable ones. Oh, uh, oh, Bob Euchre was another one. Bob Euchre? Are you kidding me? His one of his best catchphrases came from that. I'm sitting in the front row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he winds up in the nosebleeds. In the nosebleeds. Uh, that was filmed at Dodger Stadium, by the way. Was uh, it? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, again, you could spend a whole day just uh, like Beer by Miller uh, commercials and just, they're funny. They're funny. Some of them are from 30 some odd years ago, 40, 40 years ago. And they, I, as far, and they still hold up as far as I'm concerned. But so a sad farewell to they those kind folks. I'm sorry, John. They hold up better than we have. <laughs> oh, there's no question about that. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm propped up by 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 two by fours behind me. You can't see them. 
Uh, so a couple of, uh, just to get back to Betty White for a second, if you follow the account of the tweet of God, God at the tweet of God, uh, this is what he wrote upon the news of Betty's passing. In all caps, I took Betty White. Now, I am a terrible, horrible, cruel, miserable God. And he's, and he's not wrong. To which I, I sent to him, bad God. Bad God. <laughs> Taking Betty yes, White. If we, need, we need Betty White now more than ever. Uh, speaking of the new year, Jon Stewart, uh, late of The Daily Show, uh, years ago. He tweeted this upon New Year's. In 2021, I learned I might owe 2020 an apology. Good riddance to a shit show of a year. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But there's no evidence. To, to be, I hate to be a, a skeptic, but that's what I am. Uh, there's no evidence that 2022 is going to be any better than 2021. Of course not, but we also thought, well, 2020, thank God that's over. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember Boy, we got a... <laughs> this has been a just just a disaster. Uh, it can't not... I don't want to say it can't be any worse. Because, again, we said that a year ago, and, and within six yeah. days, uh, our Congress was being overrun by thugs and nitwits. By the way, that's Thursday is one year. Since the insurrection, yeah, as I understand the orange idiot is planning some sort of a rally speech. I think in Arizona, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, because he he's a true American now, isn't he? Yeah. I I still find it so funny that uh, he stuck his he stuck his foot in the in in the mouth as far as the vaccinations. So he wanted to he wanted to thought he was doing the right thing by. Going air by mentioning that he got himself a booster and and what have you and yeah it was the right thing to do I, you know I'll, I'll give the devil his due but boy oh boy oh boy did the uh, did the uh, nut jobs uh, turn loose on him when he did that Alex oh. Jones oh we had oh, that we had that clip last week last week yes we did. You know, you know uh, but yeah, I'm beginning to think that Alex Jones is just kind of a nut job on his own. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, he's... You know, uh, and he doesn't gain a lot of mainstream traction, fortunately. Uh, on that, I was waiting to see where I could get this in, but uh, Russ Helm, H-J-E-L-M, at Russ however you pronounce his last name, and I apologize. He put this out there on the Twitter. So let me get this straight. The people who refuse to get vaccinated, refuse to wear masks, refuse to allow mask mandates in school, etc., are now blaming President Biden for the COVID surge and claim he had no plan to end it. Really? And remember, uh, all you folks, when you talk about the vaccine and all that, uh, which president was that did the warp speed? You want to talk about this thing's been going for two years. Didn't start with Biden, with Biden's administration. So, um, you know. No, you know, and, and I'm willing to give Trump every do every uh, every amount of credit for getting the ball rolling on these vaccines. 
Um, but what he where he made the mistake was he went out and still said, "Well, you know, we can't we can't interfere with freedom. So get them get the vaccine if you want to. It's it's a good idea, but don't don't you know don't do it if you don't want to." And people rode with that, you yeah. know. And so let's uh, let let's start quickly. Not quickly. That's the word. Uh, speaking of the GQP and their science, our boy Chip has a little something to say about that. Revealing he received a COVID booster shot. You know the world is upside down when Trump is now promoting vaccines and his base turns on him. Did you get the booster? Yes. I got it too. Okay, so... Um... Oh, dog, dog. From the beginning, COVID has revealed how thick and dim-witted Republicans are when it comes to science. It'll be over my dead body that I'll get a shot. But here's the sad truth. Republicans blew the biggest political opportunity in history. You know who the first president was to demand vaccine mandates? This socialist. If Trump had listened to Fauci... They're really criticizing science. Ordered Americans to wear a red mask with the word hero on it and empowered us to save lives, still be president. War one in this back area, but I didn't want to give the press the pleasure of seeing it. We love that diehard, dirty, hairy shit. But instead, Trump acted like a whiny little bitch while hundreds of thousands died. So now, Trump wants back in the game. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. Kiss my ass, Donnie. And while you're at it, I got my booster shot. Kiss Brandon's too. Damn right. Where's come up? Storm in the Capitol. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the chipster, the chipster, the chipster. Uh, I, I still, I, the Sarah Palin, I, I still think, and I got into a mild discussion with, uh, with somebody on the, on the Twitter about this, but I'm still convinced that Sarah Palin may be the, if nothing else, the grandmother of what you're seeing now in the Republican Party as far as this whole uh you know we're not doing we're not doing this we're not doing this this is my freedom yada you know yada 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 um and I, I, I don't disagree with you I don't disagree I don't I, I just she, think about, I think about how different we'd be politically today had John McCain not chose Sarah Palin for a running mate. What if what if he had chose Mitt Romney? Right. If he chose Mitt Romney, he might have had a chance of winning the damn election. Well, I think more where you're going for there is the fact that he gave her the national spotlight. And yes. The, and the yes, national indeed. microphone. And uh, remember, she got upset to Katie Couric for asking questions that you would ask any vice presidential candidate, you know, like of for, about, you know, foreign countries and all that. Uh, I can see Russia from my back porch. <laughs> I can see Russia. <laughs> uh, look, she, uh, no, you're not, you're not entirely wrong there. Uh, she, uh, she kind of kickstarted that whole thing. Uh, it was always there. But she kind of let it. She she was the first little place where it bubbled to the surface. Yes. And we tamped it down pretty good, but apparently we didn't put a good enough seal on it. Okay. Oh. Because it came back, it came back to bite us in the ass after that. Well, as soon as as soon as Obama was uh, was elected, you got all of that's then all you know. <clears throat> brought out that whole Tea Party movement. Right. 
Right, right. And what a and what a joke that was. Well, and, but here we are. Here we are. And and you you go from Sarah Palin to the Tea Party to whatever the hell this is called now, the Custers. Uh, <laughs> life days. with the, life with the Custers, America's favorite yeah. family. By the way, speaking <laughs> speaking of all this nonsense, <clears throat> COVID and all that. Uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday, actually the same day that, uh, anyway, uh, your boy here got his booster shot. A uh, nice picture, by the way. Oh, yeah, I did send I a picture it. out. How about that? I was wearing my, uh, what was I wearing, John? Well, you had your Miami Dolphins hat. Thank you. Thank you very, very Look, much. Hey, I want you to know. Miami has a dolphin. Eight in a row today, baby. Eight in a row. You have your finger. You always have your finger on the ready for that particular sound bite. Don't don't worry where I keep my fingers, okay? <laughs> my my fingers are always somewhere that will make me happy. That's all you need to know. Hey, I can't. Uh, I can't. Uh, hey, look. We'll get Vikings into that. Have, we'll get into that Vikings later. Vikings have no chance. Yeah, you're right. We'll get into but that I, later. I'll tell you exactly why the Vikings have no chance. In hour two. You probably already know, yeah. In hour two. Let's just save it. So anyway, yes, I did get my booster. I put a little, little picture out with my uh, Band-Aid and all that. Uh, I actually did a walk-in. Show, showing off the guns, even. What can I say? What can I say? Every now, <laughs> every now and again, we open up the armory and let the public see. You know, we do have an armory in the in 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 the basement here, at the executive tower. That's always open. Well, you, it's not always, not always accessible, but it's there. Well, uh, we'll take you out if we need to. Uh, but yes, Ooh. I I got my booster, and I'm not going to tell the story today uh, because my my doc my idiot doctor and her idiot staff. Uh, long story short, I was able to do a walk in at a Rite Aid pharmacy. And I think I was in and out of there in about 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. No appointment or anything like that. So it, it was uh, very little in the side effect department. Excuse me. My arm was sore, was, but no, nowhere close to what it was with the first and second shot. A little soreness other than that. And I was prepared. I was prepared to be, to be down a day. And... Uh, <laughs> Nothing. So, you know, for me, for you. I have had my side effects have diminished with each shot. Oh, and by the way, if if they tell me I need to get a booster every year, then I'll get a booster every year. Every year. You betcha. And for those of you that are going to complain about it, that say, well, then that means it's not working. Well, let me ask you this. Do you take your heart meds every day? Do you take your prescriptions every day? Does that mean they're not working? No. You need a booster every day. That's all that means. Just because you need more of it does not mean it's not working. You need to refill. You need to put gasoline in your car every now and again. Now, don't you? To keep it yeah, going. Absolutely. Thank you. I'll be here, well, some of the week. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm boosted. I feel better. I go. Uh, I haven't been tested in two weeks. I'll get a test tomorrow and all this week when I go back to work. I've been, 
you know, like I said, I had been living in a bubble where everybody was tested constantly and uh, most people were vaccinated. Uh, my particular production company has uh, put out a letter about a week or so ago, two weeks ago, and told everybody involved, uh, you need to prove that you've had at least the first shot by December 27th. If not, then then you can't come back to work, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no exemptions. There's no, you know, uh, by the way, religious exemptions are the biggest crock of shit that's come down the pike in a good long time. Oh, your, be- your, your belief system does not prevent that disease from making its way to me or other people. Okay? Exactly. Oh, well, Jesus said, Jesus said nothing about this. Nobody, no, there's no God, nobody said nothing. These are physical issues. These are real-time, real-life issues. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can pray, pray as much as you want until your knees wear away. Praying is not going to make this go away it may make you feel better and i say go for it and while you're down there do a friend a favor boy i couldn't resist that uh this is why i'm going to hell if it exists uh but i've I've already got the first seat reserved (laughs) well not the first seat but i i had the first seat in my level of hell it's already reserved so (laughs) which circle did you reserve for (laughs) uh but yeah i i I mean it's nice that you have a belief system and it's nice that this helps you get through your your day right your day your week your month or even your year and uh, it'll be there for you but you can't if if you believe you have a religious exemption then you should also when you sign off on that religious exemption you also need to sign off, yes, I'm going to say it, that I don't need to go to the hospital when I get this disease. Pray it away, baby. Pray it away. I sat and I was lucky when I when I wound up having to go to the hospital. By the way, if we got time, I want to, I want to explain this whole, uh, the what started out on Wednesday night. Sure. I don't think I've even told you this. I know so, there's a I know there's a story about the can. That's all I know. So Wednesday, I wound up taking a, a longer. Uh, I wound up taking a longer ride. I took, I took a group of railroad uh, people down to meet their train about a hundred miles away from the pickup point. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I got. Got them down there. I started coming back up, and I noticed that my car wasn't throwing off uh, a lot of. I wasn't throwing off heat like like I thought it should. So I said, "Well, you know what? Maybe my coolant level might be a little low." So I went and bought myself a bottle of fifty fifty, and I I threw it in. I threw it in the uh, coolant tank, and. Uh, that seemed to help, but and it was chilly outside. It wasn't as, as bone-numbing cold as it was uh, yesterday, but it was it was still chilly. And I went out, and I got that and whatnot, got back in the car, and I could not stop shivering. I mean, to the point of just oh, you know, just totally, just like I could have, like I was holding a jackhammer. 
so I started heading I started heading back up towards uh, towards town and even took when I got into the uh, western confines of the metro even took another ride uh, and I don't remember a whole lot about that ride somehow I made it towards home but I didn't quite make it home I made it to the neighbor's driveway hmm. I pulled into the neighbor's driveway when I uh, when I got home I didn't take any I, I wound up the neighbor come out asked if everything was okay oh yeah yeah pulled into my driveway pulled into my garage and don't I didn't bring in anything in the house I didn't bring my water jug my coffee jug which I normally you know bring in with me every mm -hmm. I left everything behind and went upstairs and the rest of the rest of that day was a complete complete fog wow. apparently I was sitting sitting on the stool and Granny Annie come in there and was taught. I apparently was trying to. Wait a minute! You weren't. You weren't sitting. You were. You weren't sitting on the stool. You were sitting on the commode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so she tried to get me to, you know, hurry up. Yeah. And I'm just completely out of it. I I'm not realizing where I am, or anything. And um, so they wound up calling an ambulance for me. So they carted me out uh, in an ambulance without my shoes, without a coat. They just carted me out, and I didn't even realize what hospital they took me to. Mm. And the point I was getting to with this is the fact that I sat, I guess I was lucky to be, to at least have an emergency uh, room to go to. But there were... I was in that emergency room for a solid 12 hours before I, I wound up getting to my room. And oh, I believe that. And I, I'm going to tell you right now that it is the reason I was there in the emergency room that long and they could they didn't have a bed for me was because there was somebody I had later on went for a walk down the hall and they didn't they didn't say as much but there were three isolation rooms on my floor now they you know where they basically stop don't go in here type thing mm -hmm. well that tell that tells me that these were people that had covid oh there's no question you've also got the situation where people are going to the er's now to try to get testing uh we just had the uh New York City Fire Department put out a thing last night. Please, please, please don't call an ambulance. They do not provide testing. Do not call an ambulance to take you to the ER for testing. Please don't do it. You're, you know, you're hurting the system. On top of that, they've got about 20 some odd percent of people out. So they're shorthanded. They're short staffed. And uh, yeah, that's probably why you sat 12 hours. I'll bet that ER was packed. Oh, you know, and I got to tell you, by the nursing staff at that hospital, from the ER, from the uh, uh, my room, my floor, mm -hmm. top notch, every one of them. They all they're are. Busting their ass, they busted their ass here, and every one of them came into that room 
with a smile and I wasn't the easiest patient to deal with. And uh, they were, every one of them were top notch. Excuse me just a second. Go ahead there, would you please? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, look, all I can say, I, I, I agree with it because most nurses are, most most medical, your nursing staffs, that's that's who deals with you for the most part. I've I've gone on about, you know, what the nurses that, that kept me going uh, with all that time I spent in the hospital years ago. So uh, I'm glad to hear that. Folks, we got to give these people in these hospitals, you know, a little bit of a break. I mean, if you're if you're not feeling well, stay home, make yourself comfortable. There's no need to go to the hospital until it gets nasty. If you have trouble breathing, all that kind of thing, you have a fever. Then then you start considering going to the hospital. Just because you can't get a test is no reason to go to the hospital. Don't don't be Look, forget the forget the COVID people. You got people like John who have completely unrelated uncovid related. Is that a word? That you know, yeah. you have your heart attacks, your car accidents, your your slip and falls, and and all that uh, uh, that need to be tended to in an ER. And if you're sitting there and clogging up the works for for eighteen hours simply because you want to get a test, you're not doing yourself any good by sitting in a crowded ER. Look, you go around New York City here; there are lines all over the place for COVID testing. There's not enough COVID testing. Uh, COVID testing. And I'm happy to go back to work just so I can be tested. Uh, again, I've pretty much kept to myself. I've been on a semi-lockdown for low these past uh, couple of weeks. And um, mm-hmm. because uh, I don't want to get this. I don't care, I, I, I don't care how, uh, how not severe it can be. I don't want it. So uh, happy New Year's there, uh, Rolando. Uh, Prospero Año. Uh, so, Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Uh, so anyway, that's... Uh, so how is John we've feeling? We've reached the big time, by the way. We've reached the big time, by the way. Now we've got people spamming our... Uh, yes, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, when I, I I didn't put that up there because, but uh, we haven't really made the big time until people from uh, the, from Howard Stern people start calling in and you know, you know. Right, exactly. What is it? By they the call- way, calling in. Speaking of calling in, we do have a number to call in. If we you do. Know. Yeah, we do. Well, that's assuming that the Baba Booey. Are- that's what I was trying to think of Baba Booey. Until I get my <laughs> Baba Booey, I don't feel we've uh, we've made it at all. We barely, you know, then we know we've had an impact. But 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. That's the number. If you're listening live, you can call in. We're pretty much been all over the place today, as expected, uh, between talking about Betty White, John Madden, uh, Harry Reid to a degree, the fact that I've been, uh, that I got to spend a few days in the hospital so. And we also have a. I have a public service announcement that I'd, I'd like to put out there. Um, I love those PSAs. I love those PSAs. So you may have been hearing uh, this term, let's go Brandon, oh, out there. Yes. Well, I, I come to find out what it actually refers to. And uh, me being a lover of all people, but 
Apparently, it is code used among the LGBT community, LGBT Republicans, to identify each other when being out socially is not socially acceptable in their political circles. Let's go, Brandon serves as a rainbow flag for the right. So, if you're if you're looking to to to, to hit on a Republican and you're gay, just say let's go. That's what it means. When you hear them saying that to each other, it's actually code for I'd like to date you. Mm-hmm. In, you in, in in the gay in the gay Republican community. So and we're we're gonna make sure that message gets out on a weekly basis. That yes, let's go Brandon means we, we should. I'm gay and I'd like to I'd like to do things with you that we, we normally like to, don't I'd, talk I'd about. Like, I'd like to push in your stool. Ooh man See, John, John goes there. Uh, earlier, we mentioned that John's girlfriend, MTG, has been. Uh, what did Twitter say to her, John? See ya! Pretty much. She's been permanently now, banned. It, now, did it say permanently banned? I got suspended. I believe so. Uh, uh, you know what? I don't know. But she's she's finally gotten their attention. It only took two goddamn years, but she finally got their attention. Um. Uh, Midas Touch put this out uh, on the Twitter, coincidentally. Uh, MTG doesn't want you to know she owns stock in three vaccine manufacturers, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and J&J. She doesn't want you to know she received up to 350000 in PPP money and then donated $450,000 to her own campaign. Uh, she is a fraud, and I think we're... Marcus Flowers, baby, if you're in that part of Georgia, Marcus Flowers... There's your man. That's who's uh, gonna get us out of this mess. Always remembering and never forgetting. Who did who did MTG run against, John? Absolutely nobody. That is absolutely correct. Absolutely Marcus correct. Flowers, by the way, Marcus Flowers isn't the only person running against him. I don't know if there's gonna be a primary or, or what, because I don't know how that district in Georgia does does their elections. But um, apparently she's got more than one, and I can't think of her name right off the top, right off the top of my head. But yeah, I, I can. It looks, you know, if uh, Twitter takes you off permanently, they basically erase your account. All they've done is basically taken her tweets. They still have her. Um, Still have her bio and everything right. like that. That's okay. Some some nitwit will do like they do with Trump. Your your people, you know, just parroting what they say and putting it out through through another account. Oh, by the, uh, never mind. I'm I'm not going to do that. Now I wonder. That brings up a good point because she does have another account. She has her official congressional account. Right. I well, she if if she starts running her mouth on that you know, all the same nonsense about COVID. They'll shut that one down too. At least I hope so. Speaking, yeah, I was going to say. I, I want to get to this. We we ran out of time last week. Excuse me. And I really want to get to this. Uh, it Jesse Waters from Fox News, who started out as just a fluff piece reporter, and now suddenly seems to be, I don't know what he thinks, but... He said this a couple of weeks ago at one of their little GQP get-togethers. Now you're going for the kill shot. The kill shot 
with an ambush, deadly. Because he doesn't see it coming. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci, you funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab. The same lab that sprung this pandemic on the world. You know why people don't trust you, don't you? Boom! He is dead! He is dead! He's done! Now, how you do that in 30 seconds. That's all you need. 30 seconds. Now, you get that footage to us. You get it to Fox. You get it to Human Events. You get it to Breitbart. You get it to Daily Caller. You get it to the Turning Point Pipeline. Imagine Tucker Carlson teases out of the A block, coming up. Brave college student confronts Lord Fauci at dinner. Exclusive footage right back. Get us that. That's what we want. That changes the whole conversation of the country. How is this man still employed? How is this man not in jail? You disagree with what Dr. Fauci says, that's fine. That's your right. But to advocate killing him? This is, which, look, and this he is also. He stepped that back, by the way. I mean, no, has he made any? No, no. Why would he? Fox doesn't care. Uh, remember, and also with Fox, one day COVID's real, one day it's not. It depends on who they're making fun of and who they want. It depends on, on the time of day of, uh, well, he's the same crowd of the same crowd that denied that, that COVID even exists. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they flip you back and forth have it either way. Oh yeah. They want it both ways. That's what this crowd does. Now. We also happen to have Dr. Fauci's response to this. He was on CNN, I believe the next day. So let's play that as well. Well, gentlemen, that's horrible. I mean, that just is such a reflection of the craziness that goes on in society. The only thing that I have ever done throughout these two years is to encourage people to practice good public health practices, to get vaccinated, to be careful in public settings, to wear a mask. And for that, you have some guy out there saying that people should be giving me a kill shot to ambush me. I mean, what kind of craziness is there in society these days? That's awful that he said that. And he's going to go very likely unaccountable. <laughs> I mean, whatever network he's on is not going to do anything for him. I mean, that's crazy. The guy should be fired on the spot. Exactly. Exactly. And look, and there are nutcases out there. Look, you had the guy, one of these... Literally. Yeah, well, one of these knuckleheads years ago was talking about Pizzagate. Uh, uh, they, uh, they were uh, Hillary Clinton was uh, they had a whole pedophile ring in the basement of a of a pizza joint in Washington D.C. Guy went in and tried to shoot up the joint. There was nothing to it. It was all made up. And you don't think somebody's now not going to try try to take a pot shot at Fauci? Words have wind up having to have Secret Service protection. Words have consequences. Yes, they do. Words Absolutely. have consequences. And uh, Jesse Waters needs to be. Uh, look, Jeez, I don't how about if we how about if we do this? How about if we uh, 
start promoting a kill shot against Jesse Waters. Well, you know what? That would that would, could be called turnabout as fair play, but that's not how we operate. Okay, that's not how we operate. I say. Speak for yourself, sunshine. Uh, well, that's why I have the keys to the place, and you don't. Uh, yeah, this is true. Seriously. Look, I Fox, I Fox doesn't. That. Fox is sitting there. Rupert Murdoch is sitting there, rubbing his hands like an old, old uh, cartoon villain. <laughs> you know, he doesn't care what's going on here. He wants to see the people riled up. This is boost his numbers. And by the way, what we need to do is you can boycott all the all the Fox advertisers you like. It's not going to matter. Fox Fox News doesn't make their money uh, off of advertisers. They make their real money off su subscribers for every cable system, satellite system they're on. That's how they get paid, the carriage fees. They could have zero advertisers and they're still going to make money. Uh, what we need to do is get them removed from your local cable systems, your local satellite, whatever it may be. Demand that they be removed. I don't want to pay for this filth anymore. Well, and and to, to, to what makes it worse is, is is that Fox News is just the tip of the iceberg. You have your OANs. You have right. uh, all these other... Uh, Oh yeah, and funded uh, funded by AT and T, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and boy, am I glad I got away from AT and T. Boy, oh boy, I got away from them years ago because I have of, a couple of accounts under under contract, but uh, I trust me, I'm actually entertaining the thought of leaving AT and T just for this reason. I got tired of their crappy customer service, and I I went a long, long time before I pulled the plug, and. Uh, I had been a customer of theirs literally for 40 years. And uh, they, mm -hmm. they made a, a mild attempt to keep me because I had phone lines. I had uh, I had DirecTV. That killed me. When they bought DirecTV, oh, that hurt. DirecTV, when they were a standalone company, man, you talk about brilliant customer service and they did the right thing for you. You didn't have to screw around. And boy, oh, boy, AT&T took over. Right in the toilet. Right in the toilet. Um mm -hmm. uh, I've but, never, never been a big fan of, of satellite TV. We can go into that at another time. It's just the same as cable. <laughs> How do you think your cable your cable company gets their uh, gets it to you? They get it off a satellite. Then they pump it in. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. things have changed nope. over time. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, the last time I had a satellite. I was fairly safe when I was living and had satellite out when I was living out in Vegas. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because it, it it maybe only rained, you know, once every three weeks. Hey, uh, I wa I watch satellite through tropical storms. You're a lucky man because I've been knocked in. I can't tell you how many times I've had the weather knock out uh, my system. Hey. It's approaching halftime here, so uh, stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Saturday Night Live. I, I'm not sure. You, many of you know that I'm I'm 88 and a half years old. So it, it's well, it's great to be here for a number of reasons. <laughs> you know, I'm not new to live TV. In 1952, I started a, my first live sitcom, which was Life of Elizabeth. And of course, back then, we didn't want to do it live. We just didn't know how to tape things. <laughs> so I don't know what this show's excuse is. <laughs> you know, I have so many people to thank for being here, but I really have to thank Facebook. <laughs> when I first heard about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> And now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. (laughs) I would never say that people on it are losers, but that's only because I'm polite. (laughs) Uh, People say, but Betty, Facebook is a great way to connect with old friends. Well, at my age, if I want to connect with old friends, I need a Ouija board. Needless to say, we didn't have Facebook when I was growing up. We had phone book, but you wouldn't waste an afternoon on it. (laughs) Facebook just sounds like a drag. In my day, seeing pictures of people's vacations was considered a punishment. (laughs) And when we were kids, we didn't say we were single. (laughs) We were just kids. It was weird if you weren't single. Yes, we had poking, but it wasn't something you did on a computer. <laughs> it, was, it was something you did on a hayride. <laughs> under a blanket. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, 
things were a lot different when I was growing up. I, my father, Horace, was a traveling salesman who moved our family to California during the Great Depression. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you only read about in novels. And to think I've lived through a world war, worked on radio and films, on Mary Tyler Moore and the Golden Girls. And, <laughs> And now I'm here tonight because you wanted me to be. I really just want to say I feel so loved. Thank you. If I could, I would, I would take you all on a big hayride. <laughs> Starting with you, sir. No, not you. You. <clears throat> Guess what? Jay-Z is here. And if I, had a, if I had a dime for every time I've said that, I'd have one dime, <laughs> which wasn't anything to shake a stick at in my day. We have a great show for you tonight. So stick around, and we'll be right back. Like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby. Eat a Snickers. Better? Better. Hey! How about that? <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> Did you throw that in because I was still out of my chair? Moving on. <laughs> you're such a you're such a good guy. Moving on. <laughs> Oh, welcome back. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Uh, once again, from the infirmary from the infirmary ward at the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and over there in bright and sunny. I'm whining because the temperature is going to get down into the 20s. Studio, Executive Tower, Radio TFI, Executive Tower in Queens, New York. The one and only Ed Van Ness once again. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We're happy to see you. Happy New Year and all that good stuff. And uh, John, thanks for making it back in time for hour two. Because, you know, it just wouldn't be the same without you. Probably be a little bit better, but, you know. It would be a lot better. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm trying to get us set up for the the next bit, but uh, ah, there it is. That's the one I was looking for. So, anyway. Anyway, what do we got, John? Where are you? What do you want to talk about? Well, Rolando is still in, in the room. We should talk. We should probably, while we have him here, we should probably talk a little football. You think? Yeah, I think that might not be a bad idea. Well, if that's what you think. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication 
Each week, John, it's too cold to play football, Shannon and I, and Gerald, the computer wears tennis shoes, will each choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion, if we have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Whoa, 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 whoa. Very interesting turn of events here, young Mr. Shannon. We, uh, if you're paying attention to what we're doing, which John usually is not, you'll oh, notice reason. you'll notice some changes from uh, from last week's score. We uh, we we have started to now include the predictions we made at the beginning of the season, uh, where we picked division winners and wild cards and and all all that good stuff and. We're going to show you that right now, if I can get to it. Uh, as you can see, well, let's let's cover this. John is leading the pack with 26 points. Uh, I'm following close behind with 25. Gerald is uh, trailing behind now with 23, although he was tied for first. Uh, much to our chagrin, we, we thought we were really dropping the ball this year. Turns out, after a quick review of last year, we're right about where we were last year. So I, I think the what we take out of this is that we really stunk last year, too. Uh, so let's take a look. It's becoming an alarming trend, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a look at our predictions and where they stand so far. Remembering, there's still two games left. So we, uh, we picked division winners and wild card who would make the wild card now john and i have each uh three of our picks have been they're locked in uh mainly the division winners uh for for me it was dallas and tampa bay and kansas city they're all locked in uh they've clinched their divisions for john it was kansas city tampa bay and green bay uh gerald has not picked a winner yet as far as that's concerned and uh, we, we'll get his take on all that. So John picked up three points. I picked up three points. Remember, there's a lot to go. If you're looking at the screen, a check mark means uh, we picked it correctly. An X means we, we did not. And a blank means we, it's still to be decided yet. And in the AFC, there's a lot to be decided yet. So there's plenty of points to be had. So let's take a look at last week. Last week. Wait a minute. I, I, hold, hold the phone a second here. Okay. I can't believe. Did you pick the Vikings to win the NFC North just as something just to be different than the uh, I picked? No, I actually thought you they picked, had a chance. You, picked, you thought the Vikings had a chance to win the NFC North? Yeah, well, this was August. I thought a lot of things. I thought the Dolphins yeah, were going to run right through the AFC East. Eh. And, and I had a, a chance of having a wild swing with uh, any number. <laughs> Look, I made the pick. It was wrong. Okay. Look, Gerald picked Chicago. So. I'll tell you the truth. I thought I picked Chicago before I picked the Vikings for the division. Well, would you like me to change my pick now and pick up a point, or would you rather. I, no. I didn't think so. May I continue, sir? 
Yes, go ahead. All right. So, last week, last week, not a great week for any, for any of us. Well, that's not true either. John, uh, once again, went against his home team, lost. Loser! He, no, he, I, I went with the Vikings. Did you? That's not I what did. we had. We'll, we'll, we'll recheck the tape. But we're showing here that you... Uh, no, I went with the Vikings we, and they lost, so... Yeah, so you went with the Vikings with and they lost. Yeah, loser. That's right. I, I, I misspoke there. He went with New England. They lost. And uh, mm -hmm. his Kansas City chefs pulled through for him. Boy, in a big way. They beat up on Pittsburgh. Holy smokes. I don't think Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger will be back. I think this is it for him. He's uh, he's beat up. The team is losing. Uh, I I took those uh, those Atlanta Falcons over the Detroit Lie Downs, and they came through for me. Uh, the New York Football Giants. I I had like 10, 12 points on that game. I thought for sure the Eagles just whooped up on them, and of course. My Miami Dolphins just Monday night. Oh, it was glorious. It was glorious to watch. Uh, not only were they the dogs, they were getting three and a half points. But but they won outright. So And then Gerald. Gerald went with the uh, Tampa Bay Brady Bunch uh, over Carolina. Boy, oh boy, did they whoop up on the Panthers. Oh, my goodness. Um uh, and then he went for two on the next two games and just uh, just got blown out. It was just ridiculous. Uh, neither one of his picks even won, let alone covered. So, there we have it. Let's get on to this week. Young Mr. Shannon, let's start with your first pick for week 17. Kansas City Chiefs visit the Cincinnati Bungles. <laughs> where... Chiefs are only four and a half point favorites. So people are people are kind of. I saw a couple of things here where they're afraid that this might be a catch game for the Chiefs. But uh, I, I well, the way they played last week against Pittsburgh, I, I gotta tell you that I I think that they'll do about the same against Cincinnati. So I'm okay. taking the Chiefs, giving up four and a half. Well, once again, my Dolphins are three and a half point. Uh, dogs on the road to Tennessee today and I gotta tell you as I looked over the games today and I looked at my picks for all the 16 games very little jumped out at me I mean I really had a struggle to get these three picks which is why I'm, I'm taking the Dolphins again this week I don't usually like to do that but my heart is out there I feel as much as I like Ryan Tannehill and I still feel we made a mistake by getting rid of him uh, I think, I think we're we're at eight in a row today. I really do. I think we finish up. Uh, I think we come through this strong. And of course, time will tell. So I'm taking the Dolphins, given getting three and a half points. Uh, Gerald, Gerald, what uh, what do you got to say for yourself? Happy New Year from all of us here at Radio TFI. We wish you a healthy, happy, and successful 2022. Greetings, gentlemen. How interesting to see that both of you found three extra points in 2022. Is Mr. Shannon up to his old shenanigans? Well, I guess, I guess, John, he's he's caught on to your cheating ways. Just like, uh, Gerald, that's enough of that, Falderall. Thank you for the New Year's greetings, but let's go to your picks, okay? 
I have nothing to say about last week. The Las Vegas Raiders go to Indianapolis today and get seven points to begin the new year. Just win, baby. Raiders plus seven. There you go, Raiders plus seven. John, your second pick. Not a chance. Uh, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. I have a feeling that uh, the Falcons are, are going to fall flat in in what's a pretty a pretty frigid Buffalo. So. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills or 14 and a half uh, point favorites. I'm going to take those Bills and giving up 14 and a half. Man, that's a lot of points, and you're not even yes, getting. You're not even going for two on that. That's just. That's just the line. My second pick. Uh, much as I hate to pick the Dallas Cowboys, this was one of the bright spots that I saw. Then I didn't see many bright spots today. Places to go. Uh, Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, who are really starting to falter here, visit uh, Big D, little A, little L, little L, little A, little S. Dallas is a six-point favorite at home. How about them Cowboys? Giving up six. Gerald, what do you got for your second pick? We have to make up some ground. Last week, I went for two against the Chicago Bears. This week, I flip the script. The New York football giants come to Soldier Field. I'm giving them 13 and a half points and going for two with Da Bears. Da Bears. Very good, Gerald. John, who's your final pick there? <laughs> My final pick. The Minnesota Vikings are traveling to Green Bay where they were originally a 13-point dog. I... Uh... <laughs> This just as much out of spite because old Chucklebutt himself, the quarterback of yeah. the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Has come, Kirk Cousins. Thank you, because I for what for whatever reasons he's he has one of those names that always slips my mind, mm. and I, to be honest with you, I hope he slips Minnesota. Nah. But uh, anyways. Uh, Packers are a 13 and a half point or 13 point favorite. I'm going for two. I'm going to say that the, the Vikings <laughs> won't even show up in this game. Green Bay minus 26 points. <laughs> Man. And uh, I'm going just the opposite. Well, I'm not going for two on this game, but I, I'm taking, I'm taking your Vikings. I'm taking the 13 points in Green Bay. And uh, I just got a feeling uh, today is that, look, the, the Packers have pretty much locked up everything that they're going to lock up. Uh, so Except for home field advantage. Oh, they still have that to go? Well, I I still think I still think the Vikings can. Uh, I don't think they're going to win. I think they're going to get they're going to get their butts kicked. But I still think they can. Uh, Green Bay won't cover be the most embarrassing. It'll be the most embarrassing loss in Vikings history. Well, that's that's a pretty. See, this is a, this is the difference between your team, how you feel about your team, and how I feel about mine. You 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 hate your team. Anyway, I'm taking the Vikings, uh, getting 13 points. Gerald, uh, what's your final pick of the day? Okay, follow my logic here. The Los Angeles Rams visit the Baltimore Ravens today. 
the Ravens got beat by the, dare I say, Miami Dolphins. Hey! If they lost to Miami, they don't stand a chance versus LA. <laughs> Going for two, Rams giving up 13 and a half. Jeez, Gerald. Man, he's getting nasty in his old age. So, uh, <laughs> that stung. That stung. So, uh, let's recap here. Young Mr. Shannon. Young Mr. Shannon. Uh, he likes his chefs uh, giving up four and a half points against the Bengals and Paul Brown. Well, it used to be Paul Brown Stadium. I don't know if it still is or not. Uh, he's liking Buffalo giving up 14 and a half points in Western New York versus them there. Atlanta Falcons, those dirty birds. And, and, and a homer he is not. He's going for two with Green Bay giving up 26 points against the Purple People Eaters. Or at least what used to be the Purple Peter people use the minnesota vikings i meanwhile uh, my to my team i like my uh, dolphins i'm getting three and a half points visiting tennessee i think we're gonna rock and roll there in uh, in music city uh arizona visits dallas i i'm taking dallas giving up six points i wouldn't say i like it i just had very little to choose from and finally i like the minnesota vikings getting 13 points against those green bay packers uh gerald likes uh, likes the raiders Getting seven points as they visit the Colts in Indianapolis. Goes for two with the Chicago Bears. The Bears against the New York football giants in Soldier Field in beautiful Chicago Ill. And finally, he likes the L.A. Rams for a convoluted reason. Going for two against those Baltimore Ravens. Giving up 13 and a half points uh, with the Rams. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, boys and girls of all ages. That concludes John and Ed versus the spread. For this week, uh, if like we always say, if you're gonna use real money to bet based on our picks, John, what is it we always say? Need your head examined. There you go. That concludes John and Ed versus the spread. Man, oh man, you hate your team, don't you? Uh, I am so pissed off at this whole thing with Kirk Cousins. It was bad enough. Uh, the captain of the team, um, who is uh, Dalvin Cook, last week missed last week's game because of COVID. Uh huh. And um, it showed. It showed in their in their loss to the Rams. They had no running game whatsoever. But uh, and that's what they're going to have if they have any chance whatsoever this week. They're going to have to run the ball because they've got. Uh, Sean Mannion or whatever the hell his name Minion I, I this guy hasn't thrown a, thrown a ball all all year as a matter of fact he was benched uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago and, well they wound up bringing in a third string as, as second string just in case Cousins something happened to him so the quarterback spot is an empty spot, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, so, you, so you're thinking oh, that you're thinking by at, at the half they're going to go up into the stands and uh, start start going through the season ticket holders. Hey, you want to play quarterback? You want to play quarterback? Yeah, well, unfortunately, you won't find a whole lot of Vikings fans there. Are people willing to to throw the ball for the Vikings? I, mm -hmm. I so and the other the other thing the other intangible in this is is that they're playing in Green Bay, where 
There is no comfy dome over top of the stadium. <laughs> They're going to be playing out in the elements here. And I just... This is going to be a sad game to watch. I, I feel sorry for NBC for having to pick this one up. Oh, is that the night game tonight? That's the night game, yes. Oh, yes. oh you poor thing. You poor thing. Yeah, well, I feel sorry for who had... Uh, who the hell's doing? Is it is it Al Michaels that's doing? Al, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. That's right. Uh, I feel sorry for them because they're going to have to do a lot of ad libbing come the second half. <laughs> Seriously, man, man, you're uh, you're harsh, man. You're 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 being. I, anyway, while well, I haven't looked at the weather forecast for Nashville and its environs, uh, I don't imagine it's going to be horribly. The weather's going to be a factor. I haven't heard anything that effect. Oh, sure, it'll be colder than South Florida, but I don't think it's going to be that uh, big enough of an issue uh, to be an issue, to be quite honest. Uh, we, we're at full strength, as as much as I can tell, and we're, we're in a, the, the best position we've been in all year. We're, we're hot. Let's And remember, the Miami Dolphins last week accomplished something no other team had done. After losing seven in a row, they've now won seven in a row. We control, We believe it or not, if the Dolphins win today and we beat the Patriots next week, we win the division. Yeah. I w- hey, listen, I wish the Dolphins the best of luck in this, to, to, to be honest with you. I mean... But what that uh, what that says is as good as the Bills are, and they are good, they have fallen apart. They have fallen apart. They should have been at like ten and six right now, uh, or you know ten and five, eleven and four. Actually, forget ten and five. They should have been eleven and four, twelve and three, something like that. Right now, they have just fallen apart. And. Uh, Again, we have we have Tennessee today. We have New England next week at home. Uh, so, I, I, I look, I, I think we got a, a better than good shot at it. Remember, the Dolphins right now, if the playoffs start today, the Dolphins are in the seventh seed. And who would they be playing? Tennessee. So, this is kind of a preview, a potential mm-hmm. preview of, of the postseason. We'd be going to Tennessee for this game. So, I'm, I'm very, very, very – this is just not – me being, you know, a fan of my team, I firmly believe that we're going to win today. And I think if we win today, there'll be no... Belichick is going to have his hands full next week. We'll have his hands full because I, I'm... Flores is going to pull out every trick in the book next week. Every trick in the book. And let's face it, our defense is playing crazy, crazy good. You know, our O-line is not, it's, our O-line has never been all that great uh, going back years and years. But our defense, man, you can't name, name a better defense in the league right now. Name one. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Well, who knows? We could wind up with an AFC championship of the Chiefs versus the Dolphins. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Wouldn't That'd be that, a lot of fun. Wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> now, the... Uh, Again, it, it's. I wasn't sure of it until last week, until it was mentioned uh, on the post-game shows that the actually it was at the pre-game shows that the Dolphins did could win out and win the division, 
which seemed impossible two months ago. Are you kidding me? We're in the midst of that, that streak. But anyway, yes, I'm going on and on about my fins. And, uh... Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gonna... and, I'm and I'm happy for you. I really am. This has turned I mean, into... Look, it was a very, very... We went in with such high expectations this year. We won the first game. We beat the Patriots. Yay. Good. Always good to beat the Patriots. And we lost. And then we lost the second one. Okay, okay. Well, well, well. And then we're at six and seven in a row. It's like, oh, my God. Is this ever going to end? Wasn't Tua MIA for a couple yes, of those games? Yes, yes. He was hurt. He was hurt. We had... Uh, what's his name? Brisket? Briquette? I can't remember his name. Which is a shame because he plays very well. He plays good. So anyway, yeah, so it's it's been a very exciting year. This is what being a Dolphin fan is about. You are on the you are on the cusp of a cardiac episode every year. Every year. It is not easy being a Dolphin. You ask my ex, she'll tell you. It's watching me go through these ups and downs, these highs and lows, it, it, it's just cuckoo go nuts. It's cuckoo crazy, but and it doesn't matter what what era it is, what decade it is, it's always the same. <sighs> I think I'm about running. I think I'm about done on that one. And well, that, all I can say is, is good luck to the Dolphins today. I don't I wish them no uh, ill wish will. them no ill will. Because Absolutely. because they've got nothing to do. Well, we're not going to catch the Chiefs. That's for sure. That's for sure. We we uh, well actually theoretically we could. Uh, or are the Chiefs ten and five now, or are they eleven and four? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, well, be that as it may, be that as it may. Look, we we just need to get into the into the tournament, as they say. Once we get our foot in the door, then it's a whole new season. It's a whole new season. Your records do not matter. As John is looking up something on the interweb, we uh. You know, on Christmas Eve, there was a Hold gentleman. Just a second. Oh. Just a second. Chiefs are 11 and 4. Okay, so the Dolphins can't catch them. So, on Christmas Eve, El Presidente and Dr. Biden were taking calls from the folks calling NORAD to check on, oh, you know, wow. Santa's, Santa's uh, uh, progress that night. So they pay. They they get on a call with a couple of kids from Oregon, and at the end of the call, the dad is on, and President, and Mrs. and Dr. Biden are wishing them a Merry Christmas. And and what does this guy let out with? Well, the uh, the Republican gay mating call. Let's go, Brandon. Now, if that wasn't bad enough. I mean, come on, dude. It's Christmas Eve. Your kids are sitting right there. You got a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to speak to the President of the United States. Yeah, maybe, okay, you think that, you think that you're going to knock him off his game. Mr. You're, you're Mr. Anonymous in Oregon. You think you're going to knock Joe Biden off his game by saying, let's go, Brandon? He's not into you, man. 
Go find another gay Republican. So he says, let's go, Brandon. Biden brushes it off. So now, of course, he is the GQP uh, post-abortion of the week. Uh, Schmeck is his name, his last name. I forget his first name. I, I, Jared. Jared Schmeck. You replaced that E. Jared Schmuck. Well, I was just going to say you replaced the E. So now he finds himself on whatever trash show. And let's hear what he had to say after the fact. Remember, he said it was just a joke. Um, and I'm, I'm, they're trying to silence me. Uh, they they uh, do this. This is their tactic every single time something happens. It's always the same story. It's always the same game plan. And Nobody was trying to silence you. You could have kept your mouth shut. What happened to it was a joke? What happened to... Was talking, first off... The president was talking to his kids. Why he had to butt in there is anybody's guess. Yep. And and, uh, says yes. calling him schmuck is too easy. Too easy, yeah. He's right. Yeah, He's right. right. He's that right. was low fruit. You're right. Yeah. Low hanging fruit. No question about it. We all we all bit on that one. Uh, no, but no, the president was speaking to you know, he was on the line. They knew he was on the line. The parents are on the line. And uh, so, you know, Biden being nice and kind and blah, blah, blah. Merry Christmas. Uh, and then he's got to come up with this. Now now he wants to blame the Democrats because people are saying, hey, Sh hey Schmeck, you're a nitwit. You know, honestly, I don't even think the GQP was was all that fond of that. Y'all like to go on and on and on about, oh, Christmas, put the Christ back. How about putting the Christianity back in Christmas? Forget the Christ. Put the Christianity. The biggest bunch of hypocrites on the planet, Christians, by the way, and I include my Catholics in that, too, or used to be my Catholics. But uh, so now, now he's taking the opportunity to run with this. He's on Newsmax, snooze, uh, snoozemax, and... Uh, Oh, they're coming after me. Nobody was coming after you. Nobody knew who you were. Nobody knew who you were. And nobody necessarily cares. This will no. be swept under the rug and you know, if it isn't already. You 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 pissed on the carpet, you got everybody's attention for a second. And then it's like go away. Okay? Exactly. And of course, at one point I read, oh, now I'm thinking about running for office. Why? Because you said, let's go, Brandon. That qualifies oh, you. Vote Ed. Okay. And we're going to get deeper into this as into the spring and summer. Just vote Ed. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to get that out there. It was horrible, horrible about this clown. And this is this is what we're fighting against. You picked the fight. You instigated this. And now you're blaming everybody else. Oh, they're picking on me because you're an idiot. Because you said something totally inappropriate at a totally inappropriate time. Okay. Y'all sit there. Do? Let's go, Brendan. I agree. That's what he said. Brushed it off. That one right off the shoulder. Right off. He barely even knew it. It was like a mosquito uh, trying to bite Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. It, it didn't even register. I, and by the way, you haven't yeah, heard from him again, so. 
I, I love it. You know, and I had my my doubts about this at one point in time because uh, Biden, candidate Biden, was known at a few times to kind of get up in the face of people that were <clears throat> detractors, if you will. Right. And but it, it just seems to me like since he's taken office, he this is a little different side of him. He's being, guess what? He's being presidential. You know why, John? He's got the job. Yeah. yeah he's got the job. Right. You know, so, hey, you know, you again, you think you're going to knock him off his game? You, you, you're an idiot, Jeremy Schmeck. Schmeck? Whatever his name Schmeck. is. I feel bad for his kids. Right. Dad, why are you ruining this for us? You know, just let it be. This is, let them have Christmas. How other people feel about Christmas, how John and I feel about Christmas, that's a whole other thing. All right? Don't don't take this away from the kids. Christmas should be for kids to begin with, to be honest with you. But we've, it's, it's like Halloween too. This is a, Christmas should be for kids. You know, God bless the little kids. Did I say God bless? Yeah, yeah you did. Anyways. Uh, no, Gil, we're not talking about you. Gil, by the way, Gil, the kids. Gil is still upset about his brother's birthday. So keep it on yeah, the QT. Well, keep it on the QT. Okay. But, the kid, you know, kids are still believing Santa Claus and believing all those little Christmas miracles and what have you. You know, those are the ones that those are the ones that really who this season is for. Right. Uh, us adults, quite frankly, have hijacked the damn thing. And uh, like I said, it's the same thing with Halloween. Adults, speak for yourself. Well, yeah, this is true. I, I use that word loosely. By the way, by the way, you, a lot of people don't know this, but like when we were saying put the put the Christ back in Christmas. Gilchrist actually thinks it. Christmas talks about him, and that that we want more Christ, Moss, more Christ, and he thinks he's the Christ. That's all something for you Spanish speakers out there. Okay, that's a joke that I just came up with. Here, here, here's another one: No Moss, No Moss. Well, that's uh... in the infamous words of Roberto Duran. <laughs> I watched that fight. I watched it live. I did, I did too. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. We've talked about this guy enough. What else do we want to talk about? Um, we still have a couple bags of chips. Well, well uh, 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 Giselle uh, Maxwell was found guilty of five counts. She was uh, Jeffrey Epstein's pimp pimpette uh let's see what uh so she she's going to prison whether or not she uh she spills the beans on others i mean there's i mean epstein's gone let's see if she even makes it through let's see if she air quotes commits suicide in her jail cell let's see what chip has to say about this 
found guilty on five of six counts. Jeffrey Epstein and this monster raped young girls, but they weren't alone. Key witness, if she were credible. That's Alan Dershowitz, a member of President Trump's impeachment defense team. He was Epstein and Trump's lawyer, who admitted to getting a massage at Epstein's place from a girl of questionable age. Now that's f***ed up. But with this caveat. I kept my um, uh, underwear on during uh, the massage. You can't make that shit up. The Mar-a-Lago party shows Trump giving Epstein his personal attention. Trump, who knew Epstein well, said this about Maxwell. I just wish her well, Frank. Whoa, you wish her well? He likes really young girls. <sighs> she helped break children. But, but I wish her well. Prince Andrew, Senators George Mitchell and John Glenn. All who flew on Epstein's sex plane. Trump alternates between dancing and pointing out women to Epstein. Someone needs to stand up for these victims. One of the worst crimes imaginable. And if you participated in this, fuck you, and I hope Epstein's old cell is empty. I am the chosen one. Because damn right. Paris, come on! Storm in the Capitol! High five! Yeah! <laughs> Again, somebody on Twitter asked if uh, Maxwell should be on suicide watch, to which I replied, I'd be happy to watch her if she'd like me to. Ooh. Ooh. John Shannon taking shots. Ooh, that was uh, that was harsh. That was harsh, man. Have you ever known me to be anything other than? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, Thank no. you. I wouldn't want to let uh, you down. I would like to see her spill the beans on what she knows. But the question is, I read an article about this the other day. What's in it for her? She's going to be in prison. She's, what, 60 years old or something like that? 50, 60 She's years old. She's in prison for the rest of her even with natural the re- or unnatural life. Right, even with the reduction in sentence. Uh, she wouldn't be out until she's like 80 years old. So is it worth it for her? Maybe, maybe not. The big fish is already gone. <laughs> I'm surprised Maxwell hasn't committed a assisted suicide. Rolando, are you offering to? Uh, are you offering to assist? You get you guys, you guys. You're. Uh... I'd be very, very willing to assist. Oh, look at this. We couldn't. We, we couldn't. Happy New Year, Ken. <laughs> he asked, was, why was Clinton on all these fights? I'm, I'm going to oh. point out something here. Somebody we follow, both follow on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Brooklyn Dad or something. Oh, Brooklyn like Dad. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. He had mentioned that, listen, if Bill Clinton wound up, if it winds up being proven that Bill Clinton was involved in any of this, uh, then I, by all means, he should say he should have his miserable carcass put into prison. Absolutely. I I am not necessarily a Bill Clinton fan. Uh, that's why I, to be honest with you, was holding my nose when I was voting for Hillary Clinton. Just no, it, because looking at what was on the other side of that aisle. <laughs> if Clinton was involved, by all means, lock his sorry ass up too. I exactly. love Bubba. I love Bubba. But hey, you know, if if you were in there doing the dirty deeds, uh, you'll get no argument from me on that one, Ken. Uh, I agree with you. You know, we can do what about all day long. What about whoever else was on the plane? What about the pilots? What did they know? You know, I, and again, if you knew, if you were involved. 
send your sorry ass to the deepest, darkest hole we can find and then dig down another 12 feet and put them in there. That's where I am. I don't care what color sweatshirt you wear. Okay? That's uh, that's a bunch of nonsense. Um, uh, forget, forget Rolando, Ken. Focus, focus on... on uh, on, uh, on the two pretty boys here. <laughs> yeah, don't you love it when our, when our uh, audience starts... Uh, arguing with each other. No, yeah, argue with exactly. us. <laughs> exactly. Play nice, anybody, boys. Anybody that thinks that, that Clinton would get a pass on something like this and should get a pass on something like this is sadly mistaken. Well, whether he will is a different question than whether he should. He should not. There's no question. He should not get a pass on that. Whether he will or not, you know, look, we can do that for, for four or five hours. Who yeah. should be who should be locked up? Who shouldn't be locked up? Wah, 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 wah. In the meantime, we're still in a world without Betty White, and I'm not so sure I like this. You know, you would think that the death of Betty White would actually bring people no. somewhat together holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Ken, we want to sing Kumbaya with you. Yeah, he probably didn't care. <laughs> he, pro- he probably thinks that Betty White was just another neoliberal and, uh, and you know, so thus her death was... Uh... All is forgiven, Ken. <laughs> Come home. All is forgiven. Anyway, that was, a, that was a brief moment of excitement. Oh, my goodness, the comments are flying. Uh... <laughs> Okay. All right, kids and kittens. We're going to move on from all that now. If you're not going to call in, stop arguing with each other on the comments. Okay? John and I have to do too much work to watch that argument. We have to actually click on buttons. and So either call in or just sit back, relax for the next 15 minutes and uh, and enjoy us. John says he may take his, his shirt off. I, I, I can't speak to that. Uh Oh, by the only way, because, only because I'd have to take the headphones off. I'd have right, to stand up. Right. For this just feels like too much work right now. By the way, we are starting once again. We have a fresh batch of uh, Taxi Stand Hour baseball caps, which, hold on. Well, that sounded like it hurt. It did. It did. We have a new batch of hats. And once again, if anybody out there wants to do a promo for us, it's all on the webpage. You go to RadioTFI.com. Uh, we will send you a cap if you record a promo for us. Just go to the webpage. It's all, everything you need to know. The script is there, how to do it, when to do it. Uh, you will have a beautiful, one of these beautiful uh, caps, which is not quite, the original caps were black. This is more of a charcoal gray. Would you say, John? Yeah, that's yeah. more of a charcoal gray, and uh, it's nice material. Unfortunately, the company... Oh, and by the way, there's always the back, too. Uh, unfortunately, the company that made our original hats has gone out of business, which is a shame. I have other hats made by them from other places, which is why I ordered we ordered those. But anyway, uh, give us a promo, give us an ID, audio. And uh, we'll, we'll ship you a hat. We have sent them all over the world. Literally all over Sweet. the world. We have Sweet. hats. In, I think we have more hats out of the U.S. 
than we do in the U.S. Well, we got one in Toronto. We got one in Australia. We got one in in England. Is it just one in England, or do we, no? We have two in England. Who else in England? Besides, Didn't we send your uh, buddy? Uh, Tom. Not Tom. There's Tom. Anyway, well, uh, maybe it's Tom who I was thinking said, of. We, we we sent Athen one in in Australia. In Australia, yes, and uh, and various other places. I know there's one out in California, which I handed off personally, and I know we'll have a second one in England uh, by the end of next week. I'll be personally, oh, handed, I, yeah, yeah. I will be personally handing, and unfortunately, I don't have this queued up, but I will be personally handing this to. Uh, to uh, to a lovely person who did not just one intro for us, but did she about eight of them, didn't she? She did four different versions of three different, uh, three different promos. And let me uh, let me introduce you to her. You found the taxi stand hour on Radio TFI. Is that not the loveliest voice? That you have ever heard. That's yeah, uh, yeah. I could I could definitely make it. Although when you first played him, when I first played him, I thought it was more of a computerized voice. No, that's an actual. Join John Shannon and Ed Van Ness for the Taxi Stand Hour live Sundays at ten a.m. Eastern. Is that not a splendid voice? John's not saying anything to me. John, can you I'm hear me? Sure, I'm sure I get my head. No, I hear oh, you. this is radio. Don't shake your head. Say yes. Well, so the television screen saw me shake my head. <laughs> yes, it is a sweet, sweet voice, Rolando. That's uh, that is a professional actress whose name shall remain nameless for the moment. I appreciated what she did for me, and uh, she's a sweetheart. And she's getting a hat. Uh, I've already given her boyfriend one. And a hat too. Oh, but anyway, that's. Uh, I couldn't say things like that. She's a lovely, delightful. People ask me about her on the production. What is she like? She's delightful. I drive her every day. When you when you get when you get done with this production, and the secret, you know, we don't have to worry about this, the secretness or whatnot. You got to do me a favor and, and maybe see if she'll. Offer offer to pose for a picture. Yeah, I have a picture of a boyfriend with the hat. That won't be of a problem. Boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, I'm not talking about her boyfriend. I mean, I I'm just saying I already have a picture of him with the hat out in L.A. Oh, okay. She will. She will be more than happy to do it. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know how much of this has to be on the hush hush. So. Well, right now, this is her first professional job. So she's not a name yet. She's she's a wonderful young lady though. She's uh, I don't see her again until the sixth. She comes back to work for two days on the sixth and seventh. So I uh, I look forward to seeing her then and uh, blah blah blah. But enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, what else? What else do we got here, John? What else do we want to talk about? Well, let's let's see what else we got. Uh... Go well, we have we have our opposition correspondent Brent Terhoon, uh has a little something to say. Uh, you you may or may not be aware here in New York uh, the past week or so, 
we've had a bunch of people go into various restaurants, including a Burger King, uh, unmasked, just to just to stir the pot. Just to stir the pot. It's our right. It's our freedom. Always forgetting that these are private businesses who have the right to choose to serve you or not. It doesn't matter what their policy is or what the law is. If they don't want to serve you, they do not have to serve you. You're not on public property, okay? Obviously, they can't break the law doing it, but neither can you. So, they go into this Burger King and they make a whole big scene. Uh, they've been to Applebee's. They've been to, you know, you name it, all these places. And... While this doesn't involve that, there's one woman that keeps showing up. And when the restaurants refuse to serve them, no, 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 we don't want you here. Please leave. And she goes into this whole big thing. I've got my five-year-old with me. You're, you're, gonna, you're not going to feed a hungry five-year-old? You're going to deny him food? No. Go someplace else. Put a mask on. You're the mother. You feed him. Exactly. He's not, the kid's not starving to death, not by any stretch of the imagination. And, and it's that kind of thing. So anyway, our boy Brent, uh, he has a few things to say on this topic. You're damn right I stormed the Burger King. It had been almost a whole year since I stormed something. I was starting to get withdrawals. I walked up to the counter. I said, give me a Whopper, unvaccinated. When it comes to the jab, my body's like Chick-fil-A on Sundays closed we don't know what's in the vaccine but you know what we do know what's in a big mac think about that i haven't two all beef patties special sauce lettuce cheese pickles onions on a sesame seed bun now if they really wanted us to get that jab they'd put the ingredients in a jingle so you're not gonna give me a crown just because i'm unvaccinated <coughs> Okay, smart guy, I'll give it to you. We don't know what's in the original 11 herbs and spices, but I trust Colonel Sanders a hell of a lot more than I trust Dr. Fauci. Plus, I know the long-term effects of KFC. I take a nap and spend 45 minutes in the bathroom. There'd be a lot more of us here if Burger King looked like the Capitol building. You people are a disgrace to this crowd. I'm unvaxxed and unwaxed, and I'm going to stay that way. Ain't no Brent Terhune, ladies and gentlemen, follow him on Twitter. Go see him live and in person. Very, very. He's funny. Uh, he's upped his game a little bit on these videos. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Always evolving. We uh, we are uh, hopefully one day we'll actually be able to speak to him in person, and uh, hopefully he doesn't does not mind us using his videos. But uh, as we roll to the end of our first broadcast of 2022 john what what do you think is uh that that's right ken <laughs> you're right ken that is entertainment follow him on twitter if you don't at printer uh and you so, do understand that is parody right shh, don't ruin it don't ruin it anyway john so here we we we, we have a few minutes left what uh what what do you, what do you what would you like to see happen this year? What would I like to see happen? I asked you first. Well, I'd like to see first off. I'd like to see all this uh, uh, 
all this with the vaccination and the masking. I'd actually love to see the point where the see the point where it's discovered that this new variant is nothing worse than the common cold. If if you're vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, well, you know, there anything is possible. Right. And well, I don't. I I never like you know I I I hate to say this. But I've, I've run out of I've run out of given F's for you people that don't want to get vaccinated. You know, if you can survive it without uh, without major uh, issues, hey, I'm happy for you. I'm not wishing anything on anybody, but what I am saying is, hey, if if, if you don't feel the need to get vaccinated. And you wind up getting uh, deathly ill, wind up in a damn hospital bed with a ventilator shoved down your gullet, then I, I can't feel sorry for you. My my friend, uh, the guy that came out and plowed me out a couple weeks ago after the first big snowfall we had, his uh, nephew, that whole family, a uh, bunch of anti-vaxxers, the nephew might not make it. That's He's unfortunate. Yeah. I've never met the guy. I've, I've seen him on Facebook and whatnot. I I know who he is. Uh, but had he got a vaccination? Like I said, it, this could have been no worse than a common than a common cold. You know, that's what it seems to be. This, that seems to be the obvious thing that, that that's uh, the common point right now with this new variant. It's, it's spreading like wildfire. I, 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 I honestly feel that eventually everybody, it's going to catch everybody eventually. And I'm, I'm hoping to not, I'm hoping you're wrong, at least as far as it comes to me. I've been fortunate so far, but I go on, look, I've been on basically a personal lockdown for the past couple of weeks. I go out to hit the grocery store and I'm masked up and all that. Uh, as I said earlier, I've got my booster this past Tuesday. My my 5G has never come in better. Uh, yeah, kids, there's no microchips. If they want to find you, first off, what the heck makes you think you're so special that they want to track you? And if they do... I've tried. I've tried, <laughs> trust me. I and put it, myself out there more than once. And even if they do want you, they can find you with your phone. They know where they'll find out where you live. You're you're not that tough to find. You're not hey, a I, I've offered I've offered to administer a little lead poisoning to former President Trump. Easy now. Easy. They still haven't come after me. I've tried. That's all we got for this week. Thanks for listening. For that guy over there, Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. We'll see you next week. I got the money. See ya!
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there.